What's cracking? Y'all, it's me, Kene, just in case you forgot, because I know it's been two weeks. It's been two whole weeks and an extra couple hours, because I know I would have been had a video up. But, wait till y'all find out where I be and what's been going on. First, let me check in with you. How are you? Are you being friend? How you feeling? How are you? Do you know you love? Do you know I still love you? I miss you. I love you. I'm loving on you. I'm hugging up. Mm, I'm squeezing you. I am hugging you. You are loved today. Okay? It's afternoon around this time. So, But whenever time we listen, you are loved. You have been loved. And I pray that love is expressed throughout your whole day or night or whenever you listen. Now, Let's get to the tea. It ain't no lifting either. <laughs> yeah, I know. I be trying to tell jokes. Anyway, I was going to do a video because somebody blessed your girl with a, what is it called? A dual light tripod thing. I don't know what's the name of it, but you know, it's the little light, the little ring light thing where all the people, you know, say where you be looking flat in the book in the light. Yeah, somebody bought me one. Bless me. So, I'm going to do a video soon. I had to put it on record that I'm going to do a video or I won't do it. So, I'm definitely going to do a video and record a podcast at the same time. Speaking of podcasts, yes. Did you catch me on my sis, my good sis, my good sis podcast the other day? It was just last Thursday. Now, it wasn't that far away. Did you catch the episode, How You Came By God's Love? Y'all, I feel so... I feel so special to me to be on her podcast. She's super fly and little Lord. Y'all, don't sleep on her. Her podcast is... What she is saying? What something she is saying? She'll be like, shameless plug. So, I'm finna steal her little line. Shameless plug. Her podcast is the official... Forever and Prayer Podcast on all platforms. Catch your ear where she be praying. She be praying in tongues. She be prophesying and stuff. She be reading the Bible in context and be living on the Lord out loud. Um, yeah, get on in there and watch our podcast. It's streaming everywhere. Go on YouTube. It ain't on Netflix though. Our podcast... <laughs> Uh, video, it's not on it. Listen, it's streaming everywhere. It's on YouTube. Go and watch it. One of my earrings fell off. That's just how lit it was. One of my earrings, I had some big hoops on. One of them fell off and did get picked up till after the podcast was over. So go and watch me have one earring on and listen to the word of the Lord to you. Okay. We have spent three minutes catching up. I love you. I hope that you are well. Um, now I know you trying to see where I was at. I'm finna tell you. I'm finna tell you. I was in the hospital, y'all. I'm okay. Don't. It's okay. I'm okay. Don't need to send flowers. I'm okay. Well and alive. I was actually in the hospital for my mental health. Yes. My first time being ever admitted in the hospital for mental health. Um, just a side note, so that we can give a little more background to this story. I don't like hospitals, okay? Hospitals usually heighten anxiety for me. 
I don't like hospitals. I don't like to ETSE bother me on a whole bunch of different levels because I don't like to see people seek and suffering. That first of all makes me sad. And then I don't be want to cry in public, so I be hyperventilating on the inside. Then it be smooth and slow and it be cold. All the walls are the same color. I know they're supposed to be calm and healing because I do not be calm. I do not be feeling healing, healed and helped. No. I've had bad experiences with hospitals. So hospitals usually give me extreme anxiety. I was my therapist called the people to come get me because she was scared because, you know, I said some things in therapy that didn't sound good, I guess. And um, she was going out of town and didn't trust me to keep my own word. So, girl, Girl, she called the police on me so they could take me in the ambulance so they could take me to the hospital. They took me and kept me a whole week. Now, at first I felt ashamed because in my mind I'm like, dang, you know, how I had these thoughts again, how I feel this way again. And then I'm like, I'm supposed to be loving on the Lord. I'm supposed to be full of faith, strong and mighty. Then done a podcast. I'm supposed to be lit. I'm supposed to be sure. I'm supposed to be okay. But, oh, I learned so much. I'm trying to take it slow because I want you to get everything I learned. But I don't want to waste your time either because I really can't get straight to the point. So I found out that that way of thinking is not even human. I also learned that it's okay if we don't get it the first time, the second time, or the third time. You know, really getting it, it requires a process. And a lot of times, it takes a lifetime to learn what life is all about. And even at your point of lifetime, when you're on your deathbed, you probably still ain't sure. You know what I'm saying? Like, it ain't really a lot of absolutes in the world. Except God, of course. But it ain't really not a, a lot of absolutes. And plus, we wouldn't, we didn't come into life with a uh, instruction manual either. Muslims did not prepare us for the ups and downs of life, or how much up and down we would go. Plus, you know, like I said earlier, we human, and that's what my therapist told me. I'm expecting myself to be not human to be perfect and not have thoughts not feel a certain way and that's what I learned that it's not about eliminating the stress or the thoughts are never coming again or depression you never feeling depressed again it's about managing it it's about working through it it's about how you respond when them thoughts come it's about how much energy and how much time you give rethinking and overthinking and extra thinking and doing the most in your mind would usually tear us apart. I learned that it's okay to not get it the first time. I also learned that I am a human. I'm just kidding. You are human too. We gon' we gonna get it wrong and it's okay. We gonna mess up and mess up again 
and that's okay. And I'm just resetting it again because I be needing to reset to myself a lot. <laughs> but I also learned that we are fragile. Like I said, I start to feel shame because you know we got in my community, in my culture, it's stigmas. I went to the my, we call it the psych ward. Don't tell nobody. Call it the mental hospital. <laughs> You know, and we, it's stigmas around not being okay. Which, and, and, and so, therefore, we act strong and we put on facades and we act okay. Which is more damaging than admitting that you're not okay. <laughs> admitting that you're not okay will get you help. But I never saw myself being in that kind of situation. So at first I feel shame. I'm like, man, what, what I'm over here? What must would it be said about me? But the truth is, when I listen to them people's story, I saw pieces of mine. I saw basic pieces of mine. And the fact is, we are fragile beings who can easily be broken. Who can easily, we, can, we are easily broken. We can easily be broken, man. We are fragile human beings. We all break. We all hurt. We all feel. We is not no robots. <laughs> we are not robots. We are not. You are not a couch. I am not a dresser. I am not a potato. You are not a banana. We have emotions, we have feelings. And when we try to suppress them, it does more damage. When we try to act like they're not there, it does more damage. When we try to turn our back on our feelings, we do more damage. It actually shows up physically. It shows up in ailments and in diseases. It shows up in early death. It shows up in the murder rates or in STD rates increasing because we need an outlet and we need something to, to feel their place. So a lot of times we use a lot of different things. That's why we we see people struggling with drugs and alcohol because it's something they're not dealing with. That's why it's okay to go to a mental hospital and get help. I'm learning this. I had to learn this while I was in there. The little lady, she was like, you can't look at this place like people just lock you away because something's wrong with you. You made a big step by coming here to get help to save your own life. It's a good thing. It's a good thing to know that we will fall, we will scrape our knee, and we will feel the pain of the scrape. And it's okay to say, out, just as as you want to. And then respond the right way by tending to the wound. Don't just ignore it. That's how infection getting stuff. Get some Neosporin. Get some prayer. Get some medicine. Get therapy. Tend to the wound. Talk about it. Talk it out. Get help and get back up again. And don't get up just trying to start off running. You know, we ain't gonna always start from the same place that we left off. It's okay to start over. It's okay to run, to start at the start at the start again. Start at the starting line. It's okay. It don't mean you're behind. It means it's a fresh new beginning. It's a page turning. It's a chapter changing. 
the last thing I learned, because while I was in there, I was kind of probably in shock. I didn't talk a lot, which you really want nobody to talk to. And um, I didn't really say, I, I just, I was just blank, really. Not zombie fire, not nothing, just kind of at peace. That's why I kept saying I used to be anxious. I had peace. I was okay. I cried a couple times, but I was okay though. Like God kept me beyond words, beyond me asking, beyond my prayers. The only thing I did was worship. I sang songs to the Lord. Those really were the only words that I can get out. I sang, I worshiped, and God carried me through the day. And I learned that it's not our ability, and it's neither, neither our, not in our ability, neither is it our job to carry ourselves, to get ourselves to, to save ourselves, neither is it our job to hold ourselves together. I did neither. And I made it out of there perfectly fine. Even made some friends. <laughs> I even made friends, y'all. <laughs> Shout out to Diane. <laughs> Shout out to my gay meal. <laughs> they probably not even gonna listen to this, but I made friends. I was able to care about people and love on people. Not that I can't do it outside, you know, in the world, but it was not what I expected it to be. It was a place full of people just like me who wanted to be loved, who needed to know that they were loved. I need to know that it's okay that we might not get it right the first time or the fifth time, but eventually we will. And that's why we gotta keep living. And that's why why we gotta keep crying out for help. That's what this is about. Getting you some help and that help is okay. And that I learned something while I was getting me some and still getting me some. Okay, I have ran out of things to say now. <laughs> I promise you, I love you. I hope that you got something out of there. I hope that you understand that your brokenness is an invitation to be loved. I hope that you understand that it's human and it's okay that we break. We are human. One of my favorite scriptures, and then I promise I'm going to be done. I promise I'm going to be done. But I have to give you a scripture. Hold on, I'm looking it up. <laughs> How is my favorite scripture? And I don't even know it by heart. Most just be saying stuff. But listen, it's Corinthians 4 7, and it says, But we have this treasure in jars of clay to show that this all surpassing power is from God and not from us. First of all, like I keep saying, we can easily be broken, just like clay. If somebody pushes us down, if we take a wrong fall or something like that, we will break. But one good thing that I love is that clay can also be reshaped 
and be recycled and be reused. And God knows how to put us back together again. And we can't create a masterpiece out of our broken pieces. He knows how to mend and feel in our missing pieces. He put these treasures on purpose in earth and vessels of clay so that we won't get the glory, so that, so that the pressure ain't on us, it's on him. The pressure is on him to make us look good, to carry us, to get us through, to keep us strong, to keep our mind together. The pressure is not on us, it's on him. Because he decided to fill us. He decided to give us gifts and talents and abilities. He decided to use us fragile beings. So it's okay to need help because we need him. And it's okay that we can be broken because we also can be rebuilt again. Clay is never trash. You go watch some pottery. They do not throw clay away. They reuse it and reuse it until it comes out to be what they design and what they saw and envisioned in their own hearts. We are molded and crafted by God's design, what he saw and what he wanted us to be when he formed us out of his own imagination, out of his own design, out of his own heart. We are what he wants. Stop trying to be everything he is. Be you. It's all right. Anyway, I love you. I, I really do hope you got something out of that. And I hope I won't talk too fast or, you know, I didn't confuse you. Uh, get help. Google suicide highlights and all this stuff. Go get a therapist. Go get accountability partners. Go sign up for the She Shed. That's them some good accountability people. Um, that be on me. That be on my bumper. Come on now, God. Um, I love you. All right. I love you. It's okay that I get it the first time. God will carry us through the hard times. God will keep our mind together. It's okay to be broken because we could be built again. Okay. You have a blessed week. I love you. Smile. Brush your teeth, change your socks, change them sheets, fold them clothes, get them clothes out the dryer, and wash them dishes. Okay, I just play. <laughs> I love you. I hope I made you smile. Okay, peace.